RJ City is a national treasure and needs to be protected at all costs. How's that for a hot take for you? <laughs> I'm actually going to talk kindly about AEW this week, if you can believe it. And first off, before I do that, I do want to apologize for the lateness of this episode. I uh, got a little tied up with some other things going on with uh, real life work, real life nine to five job, and it's just been super busy. So, uh, you know, I'm a couple days late and I do apologize. I hope um, people weren't waited with bated breath. Uh, if you do have bated breath, maybe you should uh, brush your teeth or, you know, take a breath mint or something like that. Because what the hell is making your breath so bated? What does that even mean anyways? Bated breath. Like what are people putting minnows or uh, worms on a hook and then put in their mouth? Or I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent already and i do apologize for that but geez where do these weird uh, sayings come from anyways maybe somebody uh, one of my loyal listeners can uh, divulge where that that one comes from uh, as far as uh, the history of beta breath actually i i think i might know two people that could help unravel that secret chris and deb from uh, today we laughed and learned could probably uh look up the history of that. I'm sure the saying came from Mesopotamia at some point or something like that. But uh, speaking of uh, Today We Laughed and Learned, your uh, favorite uh, podcast host here was a special guest on their uh, on their fantastic podcast, a really enjoyable show. Um, actually, I was a two-parter episode, uh, which is uh, mind-blowing considering that uh, I didn't think people would want to talk to me for one part, but <laughs> we got two episodes out of it. But yes, Today we laughed and learned on all your favorite podcasting um, uh, apps. You can find it there. I was a guest on the last two episodes. Um, Two weeks ago, I was talking about wrestling, and they they were very kind to indulge me for an hour asking questions about wrestling and truly wanting to learn about it and why us crazy guys enjoy wrestling and uh, this male soap opera that it is. But um, great questions asked, and uh, it was a great conversation. And then we turned the tables on one of the hosts in the second episode, which just uh, dropped this week, uh, on uh, on Deb. Uh, she's uh, actually a Canadian living over in Greece right now, and um, she's coming back to Canada. And uh, she had to uh, she had to run the gauntlet, let's say, and uh, you know check to see if she still got enough Canadianity in her. Uh, so she had a bit of trivia, Canadian trivia, and boy, she smoked it. I got to say, it was a good episode. But uh, if you want to check it out, a lot of fun. And why don't you go and support Chris and Deb because they have a fantastic podcast. Truly, you do laugh and learn on every episode. And boy, oh boy, I really got to check more into Mesopotamia because they seem to really have uh, <laughs> have been a big factor in everything that goes on in this world. But anyways, I, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that as a big shout out to them. A uh, big shout out to all the people that are supporting uh, the podcast here. Some of my friends like Ted the Hill, Billy Heel, Taylor from Jade at Wrestling, uh, you know, the guys from the Armchair Wrestling Booking Podcast, uh, the guys from Finish Your Wrestling Podcast, Steve over Brooms Fastcast, great show there as well. Uh, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, Tots, um, The Year of Rogue and Duke, just all great shows under that that whole network. Uh, become a big fan of them. The Wrestling Fans Insight Podcast, another great show. The Apron Bump Podcast, another fantastic show, really entertaining. Uh, the guys over at uh, Greetings from Allentown, I don't know if they know I exist, but I am, will uh, promote their show at all times because it's just non-stop laughs uh for all you 80s kids you know that grew up in the 80s watching wrestling 
Uh, of course, Stephen Dwellin from the Armchair Booking Podcast also have their own podcast, uh, the Cubicle Chat Podcast and the Intellectual Rockstar Podcast as well. And uh, just so many great shows out there. Uh, Botch Spots and Chair Shots from Will Gray, another uh, another great show. So, um, you know, just so many more that are out there. But yeah, these have been really supportive shows uh, to my journey along the way. And I do want to give them a shout out on here. Um, you know, uh, I want to thank, um, Matt Bishop, who was in our last episode where we looked back and boy, did I ever punish him? I'm so sorry, (laughs) but it was, it was another episode of wrestling with the war and he had to unfortunately watch super brawl six and boy, that was a, that was a slog as we like to say here, but I really appreciate Matt for, uh, participating in that. And I got some good news for you. Matt's back for another episode as I got him to watch uh, not only Super Brawl 6, but In Your House 6. And, uh, um, you know, he's a trooper. He, <laughs> he stayed on with me for three hours to record two episodes, and I really do appreciate it. So stay tuned, because that one's going to be coming out soon as well. So that's going to be another episode of Wrestling with the War. But getting back to my topic here, why am I talking about RJ City? Who the heck is RJ City? You know what? I asked the same question the first time I ran across hey ew on uh youtube and i'm like oh god yet another of these kooky aew things that i'm just gonna despise but you know what i gave it a chance i watched it i heard some buzz around it i heard that this guy's pretty funny so i thought i'd check it out and boy am i glad i ever did man rj city gets it he gets it he is Funny in not a stupid way, not a, not a just making fun of wrestling way. It's just a smart way. And I'm telling you, he's doing more for getting the AEW roster over to fans, especially those that are not the hardcore diehard fans that'll watch no matter what. But I'm talking about just your regular wrestling fan doing a better job of getting them over, trying to drag personality out of these folks. And I mean... On some of these episodes, it's a struggle. <laughs> I gotta say, there are some episodes where it's a struggle. It's funny, you notice when he gets back and forth with the old WWE folks, especially the veterans, it's a nice little back and forth exchange. I mean, I, I'll tell you, watch the Taz episode, watch the William Regal episode. Um, some of those folks are, are really good at that back and forth. Aaron Anderson, another guy. But, you know, when you get some of these young, newer folks that just don't understand how to play along with them or um, maybe some of the references he's making, (laughs) um, it becomes painful, to be quite honest. And you can tell he is desperately trying to drag some personality out of these folks, introduce them to the uh, wrestling audience and build them up and build up the characters. It's just that some folks are struggling to keep up with his uh, with his um, interview talents. Let's put it that way. But yeah, um, I got to say, AEW has to do more with him. I know he is a he is a wrestler himself. He's wrestled on the independent scene. He's from Canada as well. Um, I think he holds dual citizenship, actually. I think he may have even been involved in the training of David Arquette or something like that. Uh, I know he had a match with David Arquette uh, as well. Uh, which I actually went out and watched, and it was actually entertaining. I mean, RJ City knows what he's doing. Um, actually, I think it was, uh, I can't remember, I think it was Regal or somebody made him do a forward roll, and he actually uh, pulled it off better than most people <laughs> do in, in the wrestling industry. But uh, but yeah, just um, such a great job. I'm going to say, uh, do yourself a favor, go on YouTube, check out Hey EW. 
uh, check it out, um, understand where this guy is coming from and understand what he's doing for this talent. And, and I wish the wrestling talent, the young wrestling talent would understand what he's doing for him because he is making a definite effort to get these folks over, but they really need to just relax, open up, let the characters come out, let people see what's behind that, that exterior. So they, you know, that this is, I, I became a fan of a lot of people that I've watched on this show that I wasn't normally a fan of just because they were good at the interaction with them. And uh, it definitely introduced me to some folks in AEW that I wasn't really used to and um, wasn't too sure about because of some of the stuff that we see on the regular weekly uh, broadcasting. And um, yeah, so kudos to RJ City um, doing a great job of, uh, you know, we see so many uh, of these wrestling fake interview setups. You know, how many different ones have we had since the days of Piper's Pit that just go nowhere and are just really, it's just a setup for the next feud that's going to happen in the ring. But uh, this one actually does the job that Piper's Pit did in a couple of minutes when he would be on and actually got somebody over, if you can believe that. And that's the whole point of this show is to get people over. So, yeah, AEW, do more with RJ City, protect him at all costs, and folks, check out AEW. Another thing I want to mention on the AEW front is um, uh, they have a new show out on Saturdays called AEW Collision. And you know what? It's probably the most entertaining show that they have at the moment. Um, it just seems to be a focus more on the storylines and straight up wrestling and a lot less of the comedy and all the um, foolishness and the um, gymnastics and all this different stuff. It's just hard hitting wrestling, which imagine that it works. It's something that's going to attract the everyday common fan, the everyday common wrestling fan, that audience that you're not pulling right now, aside from the hardcore fans that are out there. And uh, that's a good thing for AEW. That's a, that's a good thing for wrestling. Again, we want those ratings to go up for these shows. We want everything to be a success. I know there's times when I'll criticize AEW, and I've said this before, you are allowed to criticize things. It's the hate watching that's a bad thing for anything. But yeah, there there are times when I may criticize uh, AEW, but certainly it's because you want to see them do better because you want there to be more opportunities for all wrestlers out there, just like we want Impact to do better. We want NWA to do better. We want uh, MLW to do, do better. We want all the, the promotions in Mexico to do better. We want opportunities for the wrestlers. We want more competition because it's going to make everybody elevate their game. And it's going to make, uh, you know, a better product for the uh, wrestling audience out there. But yeah, before I go down too far a path on that, AEW Collision, very good show so far. And I got to give props because um, they had a tremendous uh, match there a couple of weeks ago that I didn't get a chance to talk about yet. It was the 60-minute uh, two out of three falls tag team match between uh, FTR and uh, Bullet Club uh, Gold. I believe they're called uh, Juice Robinson and Jay White. I know I'm familiar with Juice Robinson from his WWE NXT days uh, where he uh, had a different character altogether. And uh, I know I wasn't as familiar with Jay White because he's been toiling over New Japan Pro Wrestling and I just don't watch that. But I know that uh, Ted, the hillbilly heel, has been high on Jay White, very high on Jay White and has talked him up about what he was going to do. So I was interested to see what Jay White was going to bring to the AEW product. And quite honestly, I'm kind of glad he's not getting bogged down into the like the elite stuff or the Bullet Clubs or uh, not the Bullet Club the uh, the BCC stuff 
and instead doing something a little different. And I, I'm really enjoying this tag team with Juice and uh, Jay. And I mean, Juice Robinson, man, this guy is uh, reinvented himself and come off as this crazy character that actually works really well today because there's none of that anymore. Everybody's just the same old character. And it's just nice to see something that's a little different. I mean, he's never going to be the size of a bruiser Brody or somebody like that, but he can be just as crazy. And that's what we want to see. We want to see different characters out there, but man, these two tag teams put on a hell of a match. Um, they, uh, they really kept the um, the gymnastics, for lack of better words, uh, to a minimum. And they actually had some psychology and storyline to it. And they thought out what they were doing. They were doing some traditional tag team stuff, like cutting off the ring and focusing on one uh, person throughout the match. Um, they just it was just it was just great wrestling, really great wrestling, and it was great to see and really enjoyable and. Uh, and it just made you appreciate great tag team wrestling. Because I'll be honest with you, back in the day, back in the 80s watching wrestling, tag team wrestling was something that was really focused on and it was at a premium. And you had some amazing tag teams back then, like the Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express, the Heart Foundation, the British Bulldogs, even teams like Demolition and the Road Warriors or the Powers of Pain and, you know, the, the of course, Tully and Earn, the Brainbusters. But even before them... It was the Minnesota Wrecking Crew of Ole Anderson and Arn Anderson. If you ever want to go back and appreciate good tag team wrestling, just watch a match with the uh, Minnesota Wrecking Crew. And they're not, yeah, just like FTR says, they're no flips, just fists. Well, it's the same idea with them. And you you would think that watching somebody work an arm or a shoulder is boring, but I'll tell you, go watch them in a, um, like, go on to a, the WWE Network and pull up something from uh, 1985 or early 86 from um, from Jim Crockett Promotions, you know, uh, um, and just watch some World Championship Wrestling and and uh, a tag team match with Ole and Earn and watch them take apart a jobber's arm in a match and just see the scientific precision that they're working this over and and just. How in the end you just are you're just begging for this match to end because you feel so bad for this this uh this person that's just getting destroyed by these guys and it's not you know like they're not just beating them up like you know with weapons or anything it's just working one body part and just keeping them just trapped in that ring it's just amazing to watch and. Uh, and then and right after, you'll probably see a Rock and Roll Express uh, tag team match where it's completely different, where it's just a lot of a lot of team moves and, and speed and quickness and all that stuff. And then the then you get the mixture with the Midnight Express coming in and you'll have both the team moves, the viciousness, the speed, the high flying. It's just amazing. And then, you know, it, just tag team wrestling back in the day was such a unique type of wrestling. It's really, it made me a big fan of wrestling back in the day to see the tag team style of wrestling. It was just very interesting. And it seems to be a lost art nowadays. Now we don't even have real tag teams half the time. Just a couple of randos that are thrown together and they're just, you know, um, no reason as to why, except that we know that it's going to be a buildup for a few and they're eventually going to split. Like, take a look at MJF and... Uh, and uh, Adam Cole right now. We know what that's building to. I really am hoping that they go a different direction with this because honestly, I am enjoying this whole MJF Adam Cole situation. They're working it really well. Um, we're looking at obvious conclusion with this, but I really hope they they, they swerve us, bro. <laughs> like, I'm really what I would like to see is 
Adam Cole turning heel, joining with MJF. And, um, you know, maybe they jump Roddy Strong and they start to start um, a faction themselves and continue on this road. I feel like, you know, the guys from FTR, they're kind of going down the road of a possible heel turn eventually. Maybe you get a nice little faction there with Cole and MGF and uh, and FTR, like a modern-day style four horsemen. But, um, but yeah, it's, um, you know, over the past little while, tag team wrestling has really gone the way of the, the dinosaur. Um, you know, it's been on TV, but it hasn't really been the focus. So just seeing an old-school classic tag team match with great, Ring psychology, great, uh, just just wrestling was fantastic to watch. So I'm gonna say kudos to AEW, kudos to FTR, kudos to uh, to uh, Jay and Juice and whoever came up with that match. Well done. If it was Tony that decided that, uh, great job, Tony Khan, on, on letting letting your guys do what they do best. So uh, yeah, I will continue to tune into Collision because it it has been entertaining. It was it's probably the most enjoyable show that AEW has going on at the moment. Um, so yeah, so a couple of thumbs up to the AEW product this week, RJ City, and then the uh, Collision show, and of course the the tag team match that occurred. So. There you go, folks. See, I'm not just this old curmudgeon that's on the on the front patio screaming at AEW to get off my lawn. I am willing to enjoy something that when they present uh, a really good product. So, uh, yeah. And speaking of presenting really good products, have you got over to YouTube yet and subscribed to Wrestling with the 80s and subscribe to Wrestling with the Truth? Because I'm trying to present you with some really good product over there as well. So make sure you're heading over to YouTube. Subscribe to those channels because I would really love you to join me on this ride. Wrestling with the uh, the truth is um, I've been a little slow on putting out videos on that recently, but it, I'm going to be getting back at it very soon. But wrestling with the 80s, I'm trying to put out regular content on that as well. Uh, just had a couple of a uh, couple of videos go up in the last little while on on David Von Erich and the uh, uh, Von Erich family itself, and a, a what if where uh, actually Ted the Hillbilly Heel joined me on that one. I really appreciate that. Again, these what if videos are really things that fans are uh, reacting to, and they and they certainly um, there's a question that, that that a lot of people that that watch these are asking the same thing. So I'm glad that we're able to put it out there. But yeah, I really appreciate your support if you could subscribe to the to those YouTube channels, trying to grow, trying to be able to do a lot more with them, and I really like to, to you to come along for the ride with that. And on that note, I'll ask you to support the folks that I talked about at the beginning of this episode, but I'm going to keep it short this week because, uh, you know, a little late getting out, but I do want to say I appreciate that everyone that's joined me on this ride so far. There's more to come, more to come, but uh, stay tuned. We got some more great stuff from Wrestling with the War coming up soon with Matt Bishop and more from Wrestling with the Truth. But anyways, folks, have yourself a great day. Stay safe out there and stay healthy.